Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast, your source of accountability, inspiration, and motivation to become your best and reach your fullest potential every day. Our motto, it's simple, to use our determination to crush our everyday leadership tasks so that we dominate in our delivery of services and products to our clients and achieve victory and personal growth, profitability, and creating environments for those around us to prosper. Let's get this show started. Welcome back to the Centurion Leadership Italian Podcast. I am Elena, your host, back again with Justin Bizarro for another Q&A style episode. Welcome, Justin. Hey, how are you, Elena? I am doing well. I'm really excited for today's topic because I think we've done a lot of pushing in the direction of developing skills and developing new traits and habits in your leadership. But I kind of want to draw back today and ask the question of how do you know when your employees or your teams are starting to respond to those new leadership skills? And what are some of the changes that you start to see in those employees and teams, uh, just to know that you are doing things the right way and that things are working and you're really doing a good job of implementing these skills. So how do you feel about that question for today? That's awesome. All right. So I, I'm going to discuss that for sure. Um, one of the things that I think that's important about this question is you should always be developing your leadership skills. That's why something like this podcast or um Andy Frisella's Real AF, which used to be um, um, the MF CEO podcast or any leadership or business type podcast if you're in business, I think helps a lot with leadership, entrepreneurial podcasts, entrepreneurs by nature have to lead. Um, I'm not talking about a sole proprietor here, like just a person that opens a single business. I'm actually talking about an entrepreneur that's out to grow and, and do better for the world. Um, in terms of leading and the way they go about things and improve things and create jobs. Um, but, okay, so how do you know if your employees are uh, responding to your leadership skills? Um, well, okay. okay, so here it's pretty simple um, in some ways. One is it's not, they're not going to react right away. And at first it's going to be foreign. And even at first if they accept what's going on, you're going to get some resistance because change is coming. And that's usually when people give up. It's, I think we talk about it a lot in core value number nine um, in um, episode nine, because really it's like at the point where people jump off, it's the same thing with leading people. It's where you start getting the pushback or things don't go so well, or the employees start rebelling or they start taking things out on each other and things like that, that you feel defeated. That's the point where actually, you know, you're succeeding just so everyone knows shit blows up and falls to pieces before the pieces can be built back together. It's just a cycle of things. And if you're really leading well, and when it happens, you're prepared to sort of, you know, lead your way through it, identify where the problems are and what I would call leading having leadership skills means you're really discovering the cracks in your company, in your team, in your corporation, in the leadership of your team members. Or in my case, you know, it goes all the way down the hierarchy. I can still see problems with team members or team leads that have leadership skills just because you've done it so long. Um, it just becomes like 
a sixth sense or a gut feeling or something you can identify, which really at its most core, you can call it all that, but it's really, you get to learn that if you're really a great leader, you'll start to learn the patterns of people that work with you or people that lead you or people that you lead that have a certain pattern. It's not about the personality or their belief systems. Everyone thinks it's you, a Democrat, Republican, Jewish, Christian, whatever. Yes, there's core values that are constructed in that construct, but leadership is a pattern and it's a pattern by which you lead people. And if you make sure it's something that you're embracing that's positive, that's always moving forward, one of the things that's going to happen is you're going to squeeze out the negative fear-mongering leaders and it's hard and there's harassment and there's name calling and there's inward fighting and stuff that goes on. But any coach of any sports team knows, at least I hope they know that if you're trying to build a competitive team, you bring in your superstars and your leaders and you encourage leadership and your bad apples sort of get squeezed out by the nature of the growth. And if they try to hang on and they can't keep up with leading or they don't seek leadership or don't model it, they often turn to other ways of doing it. And that's just, that's the nature of some leadership. There's others who see it and get frustrated and be like, gosh, they're promoting. I'm not doing my job. I'm, let me get my shit together. I'm going to lead. I'll come to you. So there's many signs. I would see <clears throat> there's three main ones. I would say to if we were actually to talk about it in three main terms the first one is are you seeing pushback i'm not talking about like constructive pushback or team leading pushback i'm talking about pushback on the leadership processes that you're trying to push and put into place okay because if there's pushback there's obviously something there's an issue with how can someone lead when they can't even be led because if you can't learn how to be led and you don't have the perspective of following someone you're never going to have the perspective of being able to understand what it takes to lead because a leader who only looks at himself as we always discuss is the leader of one or in business you have one customer yourself and so it's that that's the first one the second one is um are, do you start seeing improvements in your processes um, in terms of operations or efficiencies and willing to get things done? Small leadership groups, uh, quick teams to react, um, putting in leadership incentives or modules. I mean, that's the second sign. Are people responding? Um, you'll have a group that will respond to positive leadership for sure. Um, so there's that, that thing. Like I said, you have the negative, um, the pushback you have the you know which is pushback it's still healthy but you're, it's still a concern I would say it's a third you have a third that's going to come up and lead you know and okay now I'm doing my job and then you have a third that's going to be your real tear down the mountain type like don't like it say they like it to your face go behind your doors talk shit do whatever they can to keep thing the status quo they don't want to challenge their job whatever they don't want to push the status quo because they don't want to look bad and they don't want to push themselves any harder because it's always been done this way and so based on that equation and i'm not statistically being accurate here but in my experience 
you know, if I were to look at a pattern, be prepared, only a third survive. And a third 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 as you go all your way. You may have team leads that just can't be supervisors in our case, or supervisors that are never going to be production managers. There's a lot of outside education and influence in there. But like I said, each time you start trying to grow people within your company, which you should do, or grow leaders, you're going to see that three-way split. And that's an easy way. Like, can the leadership or whatever, it's before you even know, can you do your job or not? Are you efficient at your job? Well, it doesn't, you know, if that person can't even be led, it's, it doesn't matter the, the intelligence or, or whatever you want to call it because they can't be led. So those are my three things that I think that we should talk about. Um, I don't know, Elena, um, in your experience or how do you feel? I mean, is there, there are ways that you feel both directions that you've been led well and, um, you yourself have, have found ways in return to lead well, and there's been responses that you're like, okay, I'm doing well at this. Or you felt that because the person's doing it, you've given them a response, hey, you're doing well at this. I don't know, broad question. It is a broad question, but I think that I can answer it. And I'll kind of go back to the original question of how do you know that your teams are responding? And I like how you shared, you know, there's going to be pushback. I think a lot of times when leadership styles change and a team or in a group of employees has gotten used to a certain style of leadership or a certain routine, they're used to the way things have always been done. And like you said, some people have the mindset, some people have the personality type to want to continue things in that same way, even if it's not the most efficient or the most productive or the most helpful or conducive to growth for the team or for achieving those goals, right? So I think anytime you have team members or employees like that, you kind of have to go into changing your leadership style or developing your leadership style with, you know, the understanding and grace for that team and for those employees to know, okay, things are about to change and I know there's going to be some pushback, but I'm going to invite my team and invite my employees into this with me. And so like we've been sharing on the podcast over and over, the reason that we want to, you know, be leaders, the reason that we want to lead uh, is to change the culture either of our home or of our workplace or of the world, right? And we cannot do that ourselves. So the reason we want to develop and be better is because all the tides rise as everyone else rises. So as I'm developing and getting better and influencing those around me to watch me and see my habits and see my mindset and, you know, see me doing this personal growth, I'm wanting to overall inspire my team. It's not me. I want to be the best leader and I want to be this, this, and this just for myself, right? I want to be a better leader because what does a leader do? A leader changes people. A leader leads people. Um, and so I think anytime you start developing in that, that way, there's going to be that pushback from others. And part of being a leader is understanding that and knowing how to lead through that. We talked a couple of weeks ago about leading through hard times, leading through difficulty. Um, and I think that's even included in when you start implementing these things, there's going to be pushback. There's going to be those people who are kind of fighting it, trying to keep things the same, not going to really want to be a part of anything. Um, and you have to lead through that because your ultimate goal is you want to inspire others to, to lead with you. So really just being a good role model through that pushback, I think is, uh, very, very important. But I think that, like you said, pushback is a really good way to see that people are responding because they were pushback is still a response, even if it's not the best response. 
Well, and it's hard, right? If you're in a business and you have employees, the problem is, is if two thirds of the employees that you're leading them now are upset and they're going to HR, you're like worried about your job. So the way we construct our environment in terms of HR and reporting isn't in our favor always. And if people can't, if you don't have a manager or an HR uh, person that understands that in your company, or you don't have a culture that doesn't even need an HR person, there's culture companies out there that have dealt with this, whatever, that's not my life, but that is life. But you could, there's understanding that that leadership is part of the way things are done. Um, from an perspective. Um, so that helps. And I think that's important. I think that if you're communicating it always, um, you know, leadership is, is, it's a little bit of having to push a little bit extreme more than, and push a little bit extreme in your personality in terms of your leadership skills, because you're having to pull people along. Okay. And I think that if you're not getting responses or it's all across the board, 100% people are upset. I think you need to look at the way you're using your leadership skills. I think there is the other side of it. I think if they aren't responding well, hundred percent across the board, you need to do a check. And if it's more than 66 ish percent, like just as a freaking guideline, I would say you need to look at your leadership skills. And I'm not saying everyone's going to like you, your personality that you're going to whatever or agree with you. But if you find a common purpose and you're leading towards a goal properly, you're going to have a third that just rises up. That's going to be like, okay, or more. And once the better you get at it, you know, that third changes and the more loyalty you have and the more people that stay up top and the more people that rise up. Um, if you really work your leadership skills well, but it takes a long time. It's not something that, it is going to happen overnight. And it's certainly not something that you hear this podcast and you're going to do it. I mean, I'm trying to dump as much information in this as possible based on my 23 years of experience or more. If you count before playing soccer or living on a farm and what that life looks like also, and put it onto here and relate it to everyone. So we can have more leaders in a world that's desperately needing more leadership. You know, if we talk about the third, the third, and the third rule in terms of leadership styles, we're really bankrupt in terms of that third. So it's, um, you know, it's one of those things that we have to keep moving forward, but we also have to keep developing leadership. So if we give up too easy, you know, it's over. I mean, we're on the third year, almost fourth year, I think, maybe even of the Centurion Battalion. I'm not even quite sure, actually, third year of the Centurion Leadership Battalion, I believe. And, um, you know, I don't even actually know internally. And I would say it's still going. And actually, I try not to look backwards on it because I don't want to get, like, too concerned. Because if I think I've achieved something, I'm worried I'm not going to keep moving forward with it. So it's like I don't want to get that in my head how long it's gone on or whatever. It's continuing moving forward. But I would say even with that program, we have a lot that still read the book recommendations and still go out of their way, whether even listen to a book on tape, or we have a lot that go out of their way to do leadership stuff or get involved in the calls or listen to this podcast. Um, so it depends on the person, but it's constant and times are changing and generations change and the way schooling's done changes. So you're always going to have to be adapting your leadership skills. So 
one of the things to learn about leadership is the leadership skills that got you here are not the leadership skills that will get you forward necessarily. And so you've got to be willing to adjust it, look back at the ones you have and always be willing to, you know, refine your tools or replace your tools based on your audience, based on your environment, based on the response. So it's never over. And even Elena and I doing this podcast, it's good practice for me to be reminded of these things as I'm having to still deal with all these things in a company um, amongst almost 600 people. We're trying to figure out, you know, how do you lead more? How do you give more leadership down to the, the levels and, and give them more ownership of the clients? It's a very strong thing that you have to do. And it's the only way to run an organization, especially in a world with COVID where we're literally not having enough employees to run our businesses. So fewer employees mean they need to have more leadership skills so they can handle more tasks so they can complete more. And guess what? The more you can do that, the more you're going to get paid. So I would recommend doing that. Anyone who's out there trying to find work, trying to give yourself value, start now. You know, they talk about the greatest time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second greatest time to plant a tree is right now. And so it's the same thing. If you're going to do it, really commit to your leadership skills. Also encourage things like, okay, like let's, you know, we do happy hour as a team, Well, let's integrate leadership talk, or maybe let's not even do happy hour. Let's order in food and let's take an hour as a team instead of doing that to do something fun or some game that allows us to lead or activity. You know, I'm not saying social bonding isn't important, but there's other constructs and way you can do it that help to leadership. Um, you know, I think team-based sports and corporate or, Stuff like that's obviously important in schools. It should be important in your corporate environment. You know, the food service partners and Primorog, we could do a better job of it, honestly. So it's just things like that. I mean, how are they responding? Um, they're happier. They're joyous. The ones that are succeeding over time, you'll have, you'll be able to get the team that you want in place and they'll do well. And then hopefully you get promoted, which means you kind of hit the reset button with the new team that you have. And you have to sort of do the same thing all over again. Are they responding? Are they adjusting? It feels like I'm starting all over again. You know, every time food service partner starts a new location, literally start from the ground up in terms of building leadership and core values. It's just the name of the game, you know? So if, you know, every employee that comes in, you hit a reset every you know, whatever. And we call them team members, not employees. You know, we're trying to get better at that to, to, to say that because that's important. Team members have a team leader, you know, and, and trying to focus on leadership and team-based stuff because that's what it is. But again, I don't know what your leaderships are in your environments, but I encourage you to keep trying things um, and even let the people know that you're leading, that you're trying to do it to encourage the feedback, but be willing to even not always like what you hear. And it's tough and your ego pays the price. Um, sometimes for good, sometimes for bad. Um, and you don't need to listen to what everyone says. It's good practice in filtering out people because really there's no hope that 100% of people are ever going to agree with you. Um, and unless you use fear mongering or you force them or you threaten them or they're so scared that they don't have a choice. 
I mean, that's the only other way. And that doesn't seem like the right way to do anything. Um, particularly when we're wanting freedoms and liberties for humanity, particularly in the United States or any democratic country, it's about human freedoms and liberties. And we should be fighting for them as leaders. So what is it that you're doing? How are they responding? They are leading more outside of work too. I would say that's a big sign. They're getting more involved in work. You're seeing them take more leadership in their home and leadership in their kids and in their kids' schools or whatever it is um, in their communities. I would say that that's a pretty good sign, but that takes a lot of time. So, you know, 18 months really is like not even close to enough time, but it's a good time to really put in some time to a leadership podcast and read some books to really define it. So I would say that in order to start really defining your skills, it's going to take 18 months in that position. That's just a fact of life. You're not going to rush order it. You may refine your skills. You may get better at them. You may think you're faster than someone else. Um, But human conditioning and the way we bond to each other and how much time it takes and, and the need to have stress, I think is important in that. So you're going to need to make your team uncomfortable and you're going to need to give them harder tasks and harder deadlines, even if it's not being dictated to you that that's a hard time and a deadline and then set them a good deadline, have them achieve it, turn it in early and then tell them, Hey guys, we set this, we had a deadline. I set it early because I wanted to show off for everyone, make everyone look good and do it. That's a validation of your leadership. And they felt like they don't make it unachievable, but you can do stuff like that. Um, in food, I don't, we don't really have those luxuries because deadlines are so hard, but there's certain things that we can do for other things to try to encourage that behavior. But I've seen it used in other environments and other businesses I've owned that's been successful. So, um, thank you, Elena. I'm not, I'm not sure what else I think. Um, anyone who has any questions, literally just DM us. I think there's a lot more to this topic on the employees. Um, I don't want to drag on forever, but I do feel it's important that you have self-reflection. Um, so how do you know you've got to weigh it and you've got to be really honest with the way you weigh it. And you've got to be humble with yourself. Um, and you've got to treat yourself with, you know, loving kindness and doing so right. Because, you know, you want to lead with love. And we talked about the episode before loving kindness. That's also with yourself. And that's also analyzing yourself and that it's okay to make mistakes. So. Absolutely. I think all of that makes a ton of sense. And I think we've really wrapped up this topic really well, the different ways to know that your leadership skills are, are working and people are starting to see that change in you. So thank you so much just for sharing all that information with us. Um, And like Justin shared, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook, or email, however you do is the best you fit. And we'd love to answer your questions. Thank you, Elena. One last thing, guys, write us a five-star review if you're listening in. Like I see all of you guys listening in, all of our accounts are going way up. Give us a five-star review and subscribe. Like I know you guys are clicking on them and listening to them, but you subscribe and listen. And lastly, share it with everyone and lead at home, right? We're here. You should be taking notes. This is important information. Like you want to be a better leader. It was a good question, but how do you want to know? Take more notes. Take notes when you're in meetings. 
write down stuff what employees say and reflect on it. There's no better way to do it. Like you need to become a good note taker um, in general. And honestly, if you're really good at it, it'll become a mental thing also. So lead by example, and you want them to lead, they need to be able to keep track of it. You have to do the same. So thanks, Elena. Um, thank you everyone for listening in. Um, keep rocking on. Thanks.